This is Kenny. And this is Mark. And this is All I Want to Do is Talk About Madonna. Album four, side two, track three. Oh, father. Mark, you cannot hurt me now. I got away from you. I never thought I would. But we're doing this podcast too today. You're not away from me. You're right you here in front of you me. You can't make me cry. Yes, I can. You once <laughs> have this power. <gasps> yes, I, I can. You, I can I make, make you cry, you, Kenny. What you would do, what you could do to make me cry. Oh, I could do a lot of things to make you cry. Could you give me, no, I don't know if I want an example. Now I'm afraid of you. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. Have um, you ever made anybody cry? Oh, all the time. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is Pat Leonard's favorite song he ever wrote with Madonna. An anthem about uh, abuse, about uh, searching, about family, about uh, the patriarchy. Um, Madonna's doing battle with male authority figures once again, whether that's her husband, whether that's the latest man in her life, whether that's the church, whether that's her father. Um, and uh, she's always seen it as kind of a twin or a response to Live to Tell. Um, that song was very much about Sean Penn and inspired by their relationship. And um, this is kind of a, um, a next step in that journey with dealing with men in her life. And Wait, you're saying control. Live to Tell was about Sean Penn? Well, she says that, that um, she has said in the past that Live to Tell and Oh Father are linked because they're about patriarchal figures, her father uh, and her husband. Okay. Yeah. We had a fan who said that Live to Tell is about child abuse and that she's writing the song from the, from the point of view of somebody who's been abused. Mm. And I agree with that. And then I think that in that way too, Oh Father does link with it because it's another song of sort of like trying to overcome abuse or I'm going to walk away from this, from this relationship that has hurt me. Yeah. Right. Um, I, I remember hearing the song the first time or probably the second time um, and being blown away by how um, vulnerable and um, uh, Madonna was coming across. Because Madonna at that time, I always had associated her with strength and power and might. And so many of the songs on this record have fe had felt like oh okay that here's here's Madonna in control okay even till death do us part there that she's in control and she's she's she had, she gets the last word and this song is just so layered with emotion um, I also think it's her best vocal on the album she sounds incredible I I know what you mean she does sound totally incredible I would say that all of her vocals on this album are amazing but mm. we, her voice is in such a great powerful place in this song it's placed yeah. perfectly and it's so clear um mm. so and I, the layering I, the layering yes. of all the different vocals give it this like richness and, 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 and anthemic also um for, for me i remember thinking it was so catholic 
Um, this song feels like the most Catholic on the album and the moments when I remember the, the patchouli and I remember kind of looking at the cover which doesn't have Madonna's face on it, but it has all those kinds of like Catholic jewels and the and the jeans. And I, I remember being like, oh, this is this is the song about church. This more than like a prayer, even this song feels like the one about Catholicism. And when she hits that climax, oh father, I have sinned, I think there were a lot of detractors who were waiting for Madonna to say something like that because she she was such a um a taboo figure. And uh, for someone so entrenched in Catholic um, history and gesture and her name is Madonna and all of these things, like, I think it was a real moment that she was both taking control of that line, but also kind of giving the people what they, the critics, the critiquers, what they they thought they wanted to hear from Madonna, which is, you know, I, I have sinned and I am at fault. Um and I just, I, I think it, it has this, this um, maturity to, mature perspective to, to the abuses and the kind of lostness in the song um, that I think is really wise. It's a wise um, track. A wise track. Yeah, it's a, certainly a track that it, she has real experience, but almost everything in this album has that sense of gravitas, you know? Mm. But this, I would say, to your point, is like the emotional heart of the album, ultimately. Yeah, the that heart every, of it. Yeah, everything emotionally has been leading to this song. Like, in a way, you know, we've been really pulled into it, and we start, if, if we think of the cycle of songs from... Uh, promise to try to this we start um with mom dad talking to her about mom then a love song then a song about a child now another song about a child but a, a child who's been hurt and is leaving it behind you know and that the shackles are off i'm free of this pain i'm not going to live this way anymore and that then leads her to another more ecstatic place you know yeah um yeah. and in a way like if this if we consider this a piece of art which i do this whole album like this is the why of the album. It's the why, it's what she, you know, what she was driving towards the whole time, whether she knew it or yes. not. Yeah, and I, I think that's so right. And um, I also think that, you know, she, ha she has moments like these in the future that feel very confessional and very of the moment of, of like, I always think of like, I always think of Joan of Arc. I, when Joan of Arc came out on Rebel Heart, I remember thinking, oh, this is like, oh, father in this way of she's, she's finding a way to address what she's feeling right now in this way that is dramatic and bigger than just my problem. It's like, no, I'm Joan of Arc. You know, it's this yes. bigger thing. Yes. And I think the drama and the um, arrangement, the arrangement, when the, that guitar kicks in at the end so of beautiful. this song... When, she, when she's, you know, I've never felt so good about myself and then the music kind of keeps going and it, it has all of this gorgeous texture to it. I've always dreamt of this song. You know, she says the song was her like sort of nod to Simon and Garfunkel. And yes. I wish 
that she would play this song on a guitar and just oh. acoustic because I think the song could hold it and that it would sound even more personal and potent. Um, and, and see, I I remember, and, and and this is why one of the reasons this album so connects with me is because when I was a kid, um, the record that we played more than, and we played actually the eight track was the Simon and Garfunkel concert in Central Park from 1981 which anytime I go into Central Park to this day, I wrote, think about that concert because I'm, I'm in Central Park where they did it. And um, my, my mom and dad both love Simon and Garfunkel. So I grew up listening to all of their records and particularly after that concert came out because, you know, they had broken up and then they were back together for this night. And, um, and basically that album is kind of serves as an ultimate greatest hits of their stuff in one live setting that sounds, they sound incredible. And I found that this song, it made sense to me later when I found out that she was a big fan of Simon and Garfunkel because I could, I could connect to, I already had the language to connect to this song yep. based on my mom and dad. The video for Oh Father was nominated for a Grammy for best music video. It did not win. And it was another collaboration with David Fincher who um, obviously goes on to direct many, many films and a couple of other key Madonna classics. Very key. Um, and this is a beautiful black and white video that's very, very literal. Another very literal Madonna video about her childhood. Um, I do wonder what Silvio thought when he saw this Every video. time I hear this song, and when I remember when I first heard it, I thought about him because he had already become like a figure in the public consciousness, you know? Like we always heard the stories of him in relationship to her. And so I thought, yeah. oh my God, I can't believe she wrote this song about her father. And, and then the video, yeah, it's like, mom dies and dad is upset and and drinking sort of, and, and drinking yelling and lots catches, of threatening shadows yeah catches her dr playing dress up in mom's closet and um, rips the pearls, the pearls off yeah. yeah yeah so yeah i thought about that all too but then there's also there it is literal there um as in cherish and in well there's a little girl in this as well. So there's yes. little girl Madonna, adult Madonna. There's also Madonna's in an abusive relationship. Yes, there's a moment. And and I, I just rewatched the video and I was like, wait a second, is that the dad? No, um, Madonna is uh, sleeping and, and waking up next to him with, and I don't mean to trivialize this video, the best hair Madonna oh, best. ever had. Yes. Her hair. Okay, so Madonna's <laughs> hair is growing out again. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And she has blonde curly stuff at the top, but the bottom like third of it is the dark roots. She looks amazing in this in this yeah. when she turns and wakes up and she kind of is looking around and then he gets up and slaps her across the face and so she's in an abusive relationship with amazing hair it literally i think it's my yeah. favorite hair she ever had was in the oh father video oh that's so interesting you know i think it's the same hair she has in cherish and i actually think it's probably the same hair length that she had in express yourself but it's just more styled but oh, it's a different style. Gorgeous. She also has the similar hairstyle when she does Express Yourself Live on MTV. At the yes. Time, right? And yes. it sort of looks like she's been to the beach and she's kind of let it go. Obviously she hasn't, but it looks like sun-kissed, you know, and, and but, but also just 
gorgeous. Yeah. Did you notice that there are these little child angels who sing the chorus? Yes. And I love them. And I think they're weird. And I wonder if they're Nikki and Donna made up (laughs) with their heads in there. (laughs) Come on, Nikki and Donna, we'll pay you $4,000 to to be statues. You know, that's like all they would get paid, right? To do that. Um, and, and there's also the famous uh, uh, image in the video of the girl going up to the casket of her mother's grave and seeing the uh, her lips when she goes to kiss her mother goodbye. The lips are sewn shut. And um, that's obviously, in 1991, Madonna referenced that as a key memory she had, and that's from her actual um, life. Yeah, um, and then yeah. in 2019... On the cover of Madame X, she has her lips sewn together. Yes, she does. So, looking like her mother, looking very much like like Madonna Senior. So it's pretty intense. Um, And I I kind of love how this video ends too, because at the end of the video, you have the father older Madonna in a long coat, looking very dramatic, coming in and. It's this beautiful shot of like the shadows of the younger versions of the the little girl and then the dad. And then you see the father at the grave of the mother and Madonna coming up and standing with him. And then it kind of swivels and you see the girl dancing on the grave. Yeah. It's just beautiful. And it it's, is it's, beautiful. It's yeah. a it's a great um a little literal, but like and it definitely feeds into the kind of the mythos of Madonna and her father and and all of that. And I do wonder what the, fa- it's one of those few moments I've ever, there are a couple of moments in Truth or Dare too, but I'm like, I wonder how the family really felt when they saw the video, because I think the song can is, is much more open to interpretation. The video feels very much a depiction. Of I agree. What yeah. she has told us about her, her childhood. Yeah, she definitely um, blurs the line between fact and fiction there for us in the most um, direct way that it's ever happened. Um, This was the fourth single off the album. It hit number 20, I think. So, and it was sort of like the album was starting to lose some steam. Mm -hmm. Uh, And perhaps this was going to be the final single. Um, There is one more coming up, but... Um, it seemed like this was maybe the cap. It was the last video she made for the album or the last video they shared. I don't know what order they made the videos, but, um, and so it was just an interesting song to add to the Madonna hit factory. You know, it didn't, and it was something unlike anything else that had been heard before. So kind of an exciting, interesting moment and surprising for me. I think I remember when it came out as a single, I was like, Oh, I would never have thought, though it was one of my favorite songs on the album to play because the drama of it, you could really yeah. like sing it, you know? She did it live only on the Blonde Ambition tour in um, in a medley, in a kind of medley, mini medley. It's not a medley, but it kind of is. Uh, with like a per, uh, with Live to Tell during the church sequence um, with the gorgeous strapping Carlton Wilborn um, and um, 
I think their dancing in it is really extraordinary. And we'll talk about the Blonde Ambition Tour, but the dance that the two of them do together is is just really beautiful around this song. Um, Sia did a cover of this song uh, in the in the uh, the 2010s, I believe, um, that that had kind of a trippy, kind of spacey mix to it, which I thought was interesting. I remember when I heard it the first time, I'm like, oh, Sia's really got the chops to sing it. Um, and she makes it her own in this way that doesn't ape the original, but does something to it. I don't know how other than maybe acoustically, like you mentioned, she could do this song without the arrangement that it has. And so many of these songs are so tied to their original arrangements. Yeah, um, I agree. And, th- and this song, I just don't know how it would work without all the soaring vocals and, you know, you know it just, it, it doesn't. Um, in the same way that like a prayer really hasn't been deviated much with other than, you know, some some mixing. Um, it's of a time, it's of a place. It's of a time and a place. And what a wonderful, exciting time it was. Speaking of time and place, Mark, you took a little time to talk to one of your good friends about Oh Father. I did. Uh, my friend Dominic uh, and wanted to have a conversation about Oh Father. I, I kind of said to him, I said, hey, we're going to be doing like a prayer. And uh, is there a song on that record that resonates with you that you'd like to talk about? And he surprised me really with uh, the song Oh Father. Uh, and here's that conversation. Dominic Iacobosi is a creative living in Miami, a fan of the thong, and a long time, long, 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 long time friend of long. the podcast and of myself. Hi, Dominic. Hi, Mark. How it's wonderful you? to see you and hear you. It's wonderful to be seen and to be heard. <laughs> so course. we're here to talk about uh, the epic <clears throat> 1989 song, Oh Father, from <clears throat> Like a Prayer. Uh, why did you yes. want to talk <clears throat> about this song? What is it okay. about this song? Um, well, Oh Father was always a song that I just felt very, I don't know, connected to, which is... It, and I feel like not in the way, in other words, I, I wasn't, I certainly wasn't abused in any way as a child or I always sort of took it to, for me, the lyrics were sort of always, um, you know, if you didn't mean to hurt me, you know, why am I trying to get away? But it's like, it's almost like the things that family and people do without realizing it, you know, and it's like, they didn't really want to hurt you. And it's like, I think I kind of just internalized, you know, a lot of things that were done and said. And I think that the way that that song just very simply puts everything, it's like, yeah, I think I've been kind of trying to get away from, you know, family, the, the, the church, the, you know, the whole thing. I think that that song is really about, um, And it just always, I don't know, it, it always kind of touched me in a way. 
<clears throat> well, it has um, that grandeur too that um, mm-hmm. and just in talking yeah, the melodrama it, you know and yeah. ca- it's very catholic in that way of like i mean like i feel like a pipe or i mean it's interesting mm-hmm. that like live to tell has 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 added pipe organs for the confessions tour this song feels like it should have like the organ the catholic church organs on it absolutely yeah yeah and it just it was very yeah it just it touched a chord for me and i think that you know, at that time, my parents were very anti-Madonna and, you know, she was, you know, doing this and doing that and, you know, insulting their religion and all of this. I remember when the the cassette single of Oh Father came out and I remember the picture on the front of it and we were at Kohl's and I went and I wanted to buy it, even though I already had the record and my mom would not let me buy it just because she thought it was, she'd never even heard the song, but she thought it being called Oh Father was just very disrespectful. Um, so, Well, I have yeah. that cassette if you would like me to send it to you as a gift. <laughs> What's the B-side? I don't remember, uh, the instrumental? No, it's Pray for Spanish Eyes is the, oh. is the B-side as that title. It, it no law, it, Interesting. It Pray for Spanish Eyes. And I think yeah. it's an edit of it. It's not the whole because the yeah. song, it, it matches it more closely. Um, I don't think you've ever seen her do this live. Have you? Sadly, no, I have not. Because she only has done it on Blonde Vision, no? Correct, correct. Yeah. And she's never done it on its own. It always it, It's mm-hmm. always been with Live to Tell in that one. And I think it, it's interesting because I feel that this song would be something that she would want to maybe revisit in some way. Yeah. Um, and I think it's interesting that she kind of really never has. Yeah. When did you see the video to Oh Father? I, I could be wrong, but I think it premiered during one of those Madonna thons or Madonna ramas they used to do on MTV, remember? And it would be like all, I'd set the VCR to record all night. Uh, <laughs> and there was like 24 dinner with hours Madonna, of Madonna, breakfast with Madonna, brunch with Madonna, whatever it was. And um, yeah, so I think it premiered during one of those, but I remember I just, I think that the video is just the perfect kind of companion to the song. Cause again, it, uh, you know, the fact that it's in black and white and the fact it's very, again, melodramatic and very, you know, emotional and, you know, she gets smacked across the face in it and, you know, she's in a confessional. Yeah. It's all, all the imagery is exactly what I think you want, you know, to go with the song one of the major motifs on all I want to do is talk about Madonna is Madonna's hair and her hair. She's growing. She's like, there are dark root, much darker. Mm -hmm. It's my favorite hair style. She has is, is that kind of thick, curly, dark. Well, and what I think is interesting is at one point it's that brown and curly, and then it has like a white streak in it. Yeah. Very Susan Sontag. Yes. And I thought that was very, very much, um, a departure for her and it didn't last long but yeah it was no. it was interesting um <clears throat> what how is your connection to the song evolved over the years how what is it what's the role the song plays for you today and what have you done creatively with it how have you well it's funny because um it's still it's still a song one of the one of the few songs uh by her that still actually like kind of gets me a little bit um emotionally and I remember when I was in god I think of it as I don't even remember now what is it probably five years ago something like that when I was in Fire Island in Cherry Grove and um 
a friend of mine down there who goes, her drag name is Busted. Um, Busted? uh, Like Slammer. Almost like Slammer. Exactly. Um, She's absolutely hysterical and, you know, does a show at Cherry's. And I just remember thinking, I was like, you know what? I've always wanted to do this. And I asked her if I could do a number in her show. And she's like, sure. So, you know, I just thought, and I thought about it. And I was like, I don't want to do Oh Father. Um, And I remember, uh, this is, you know, maybe a little bit corny, but um, I was at the house I was staying at and I was just, you know, going through it, rehearsing, oh, what am I going to do? And as I was doing it, I actually, like, not sobbing, but I actually started to cry a little bit at a certain point. When you were performing or when you were rehearsing it? When I was rehearsing it. Okay. And I think maybe it was because I, you know, God, who knows how many times in my room as a kid, you know, I sang along and whatever. But Yeah. yeah, it just, I think, doing that on some level and being there um, in Cherry Grove. It just, I don't know, it felt very emotional. And I, yeah, I got a little, a little teared up. And it, it, you know, there is video of this performance, uh, but I'm not, I don't think it's super great. So let's put it that way. Um, but it I turned out, it was fun. I I would disagree. Um, I think it's quite moving. And uh, Dominic, you looked incredible. And uh, you could feel the the emotion. Well, you could feel the, well, your preceding Mm -hmm. caftans are in this year and um, you you, you paved the way. What is so interesting about that song is for so many people, it's the experience of it is so specific and yet the song itself, when you really break it down, it's kind of anthemic. So there's a genericness mm-hmm. to the lyrics and the way uh, it could be about anything. It could be about her father. It could be about the church. It could be about patriarchy in general. It could be about Sean. Yeah. It could be, you know, all these different things. And and yet everybody I talk to about it have a very specific um, connection. To yeah. It. I mean, just the, the the simple line of I got away from you, I never thought I would. How many people could relate that to some something that's happened to them in their life? Some generic you, you know. So Or place, Ohio. I yeah. Mean, you and I mm-hmm. are expats from Ohio, the the great yeah. heart of it all Is there state. Anything you want to say about Madonna or about um, oh, all I want to do gosh. is talk about Madonna? Do you wanna Well, I would like to say it is a Fabulous podcast, um, as and I've just really enjoyed listening to it, and I've been excited now to be a, a little part of it. Um, but yeah, and and you know, getting to know Kenny through this this uh, medium has been fun. Um, You're saying he's your favorite host? I'm not saying he's my fit, Mark. I would never say that. You know, we've been friends for so long. Um, but no, it's it's, it's you know host. being that I've never met him, it's a little more interesting to hear his his anecdotes because you know I'm aware of a lot of your anecdotes, Mark. <laughs> well, I'm thrilled you're a part of the podcast in this small way. Um, and um, whenever uh, when we were talking about songs, uh, I thought to myself, "Oh, Dominic needs to talk about Oh Father." Um, will you come back yeah. at a uh, further down oh my the gosh. line? A hundred percent. Absolutely. Um, there's so many songs I can think of. I'd love to talk about. I think we so. need to so- talk about a song about love next time. 
Oh God, you're going to drag me in for masterpiece. I just know it. <laughs> oh dear. Thanks so much, Dominic. Thank you, Mark. Love you. Love you. Right. What a sweet, sweet conversation. And Dominic is like, you know, he, he knows his Madonna stuff. Like he is serious. He does know his Madonna stuff. How did you guys meet? Can you say? Uh, yeah, we, we met, uh, he was friend, we met while I was in college and he was friends with one of my, um, college mates. Um, they went to high school together. She was a local person. And, uh, so he came to a party and then I think I, I brought, I showed him my room because I had the signed, uh, Madonna print and I think he was like <laughs> ready to take it off the friggin' wall. And, I love uh, that. So yeah. like you essentially your friendship was born out of your mutual love for Madonna. Totally, totally. And he's somebody that that all through these years uh he kind of goes with me and uh he he um he 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 really takes uh the piss out of Madonna too and uh it's always really fun to like when something crazy is going on in Madonna land to get Dominic's perspective because he's Yes, we know we didn't include it in this interview, but he does spend a lot of time talking about how much he likes Madonna's boyfriend now and hopes that they'll stay together. He had very specific points of view, which I thought were really interesting. Um, I also really appreciated that he, like your sister, clearly likes me more than you. I'm going to get somebody to admit this. Oh. <laughs> just, we should just turn this into the Kenny Finkel Fan Club podcast, shouldn't we? <laughs> Um, for those of you interested, too, uh, we talked about a, a performance that Dominic does um, at Fire Island, and we're going to uh, post that on our Instagram. Um, so check us out at All I Want to Do is talk about Madonna, and you'll see Dominic's performance, uh, which is and really is, great. So beautiful and it, emotional and... Totally. Totally. Yeah. Very personal as he talks about. And, yeah, yeah, it really is. Well, thank you, Dominic, and I do hope he comes back. And thank you, Mark, for bringing him into our circle, our growing circle. Get ready. I, I love New York. He'll be back. <laughs> oh, gosh. Season 12. <laughs> Season 12. I told him we'll be 68 years old. I mean, like, so we've hit confessions, Dominic. We'll be like, so here's the confession. What? Well, let's talk about a song called Sorry. <laughs> We'll be like, we're still doing a podcast. They won't even have podcasts then. Anyway. We'll be holograms during the podcast. To the future. To the future. Till next time. Bye.